0: Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes in comic books,
2: Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
0: We take a trip to a little small town where we find a bunch of shape-shifting giant avocado monsters. Uh, This one was picked by Scott. It's the full moon classic in quotation marks seed people. Uh, So, Scott, I am. (laughs) This one's all you, buddy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
3: As far as bad cinema goes, um, last week's is definitely worse than this week's. Uh, this movie's not great, but found and the pacing sucks too. But I think I found more entertainment in watching it. Although this is my third or fourth watch of this film, and I have no one to blame but myself, really. I mean, it's not a, it's not a good film, even by Full Moon standards. It's pretty fucking garbage. But I enjoy the concept.
0: They've been trying to do a sequel for they should years probably just to give see that people. Up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but this was a video store staple. Uh, For me, we had uh, two video stores, and the grocery store had movies. All all three of those had Seed People. Had a
3: copy Um, of Seed People. They probably had a copy of every Full Moon picture from the early 90s, though, because Full Moon was all about that video store rental. (laughs) Full Moon,
0: to this day, I still stand by, had the coolest special feature in VHS tapes, which is the full, like... 30-minute Video Zone yeah. bonus thing, the the uh, video magazine, basically. Mm-hmm. And the DVD for Seed People has a segment from Video Zone of the making of, like the behind-the-scenes making of Seed People segment, hmm. which is where I found out that the guy who made this movie uh, made two other movies that are far better than Seed People. Uh, he made Demonic Toys, which he shot and literally shot And then went right in the seed people. So they both came out the same year. Uh, And then he also made kind of a hard to find one because it's kind of in like a copyright limbo. But uh, have either of you ever seen the movie Arena?
4: Oh, yeah. He did that?
3: It's on my list,
0: actually. Dude. Arena is probably the best thing that his name's been attached to. Arena's mm. fun as shit. But yeah, Arena is the the space boxing movie. So
3: yeah, yeah. It's not dino boxing, uh, but yeah, it's space boxing.
0: Yes, we need to <laughs> clarify. There was dino boxing last week. <laughs> One day, maybe we'll talk about space boxing on this podcast. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So this movie starts with uh based on an idea by Charles Band. Really? They should have put <laughs> wow. Based, yeah. Yeah, they should have said, based on an idea by Charles Band after he watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> well,
3: after he watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, wow. And Day of the Triffids, just like you were talking about last week. I think it's so important oh, yeah, that yeah. you watch Day of the Triffids um, the week and discuss it the week before we watch and discuss seed people.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I like, I like killer plant movies. I do too. Um, there but, isn't too many of them out there. There
3: but. really aren't. I mean, you got... Day of the Triffids. You got the Invasion of the Body Snatcher. Little Shop versions. of Horrors. You got a Little Shop of Horrors, and that's about it. We're not even going to talk about the, the ruins.
4: One. The ruins.
3: Oh, the, Okay, so the ruins is a garbage oh. film, but the concept is sweet. It's cool. Yeah. So this movie, let's, let, let's dive into this very, very threadbare plot that they've got going on here. Because the, the pacing of this movie is garbage, and I apologize for that, but I don't apologize for the rest of it because there are some really fun practical effects in this, and the the monsters are so absurd that I don't even I, I have nothing to apologize for. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. So the first thing you see is this guy come in all like disheveled and get re- wheeled into a, an operating room, and this doctor is going to spray him uh, or is going to uh, inject him with a syringe. And he sprays half the syringe out. It's just insane. Like, you know how the concept is that you're supposed to, sp- to shoot a little bit of the liquid out so that there are no air bubbles so that people don't get a, like, a hemorrhage or whatever. Uh, he just sprays half the liquid out. of Like, what? that's medicine. So then um, he starts to interrogate the guy. Or he starts to try and work on the guy. And then this guy from, like, FBI or something comes in. And he's like, let me interrogate this dying suspect. And so the guy goes in and the whole movie is him recounting his wild weekend in Comet Valley. So there's only one way in and out of this town, which is ridiculous. Like, how is there only one way into this? If it's a valley, there should be two ways in and two ways out. Like, uh, you go over the bridge on one side and over the bridge on the other side. Like, this stupid. Uh, But they needed that for the, the concept of people... Not being able to get out while these these plant monsters are taking over everyone. so he, he comes in because he's a meteorologist or something like that and there are comets that are uh, meteorites that that people are finding and he's trying to place them like uh, carbon date them or some stupid pointless subplot and um, he meet you get to meet all the townspeople and people are upset because there's a blight out in the apple archers or something like that. And he's like, you're just this, drinking too there,
0: much. There's, there's a scene where someone's showing him a meteor in the trunk that is like writing science conversation at its finest. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what's said, but it is just like the most... You are just pulling words out of a science book and throwing them into a screenplay right now. Yeah,
3: it's the John Carpenter Prince of Darkness school of uh, screenwriting. <laughs> Here's a, a voiceover line. It I it, it surprised me when Ed didn't shake hands. <laughs> that's how he says it. Like there there are ellipses between almost every third word. It's ridiculous. So, um th- then there he's like, "Oh, I think that you just have you're seeing stuff because he's like Ed is mad. He's a he's a farmer and he's mad because people have been tromping around in his orchards looking for meteorites and therefore there's a blight, which makes no sense. Because that's not how blights work. Blights are fungal. Anyway, so uh, he drives off, and then um, Tom, I believe is the name of the the main character, he goes to this bed and breakfast, and in the voiceover explains that it's run by his ex-girlfriend, um, and he's like, it's the only place in town I could stay, which, okay. And so he meets her, and immediately starts like, um, hitting on her again, and she's not having an having it. And then you see her niece whose parents died or something like, or, or is her mom died and she's staying with her aunt at this, at this B&B. Oh, is this the and Kim this character? Is one of the, the Kim most... character? The... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kim. The, the, the most egregious oh, 14-year-old being played by a 24-year-old. Like, th- this is how, they, they're like, mm, we can't get any kids to play in this movie. Um, how can we make a 24-year-old look like she's 10 years younger? Cut off? <laughs> Cutoffs offs uh, and open Ponytail. Balls, and so they do that. <laughs> Ponytail, and she's always carrying her gigantic camcorder um, around with her because she's going to document that the people are monsters. Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the one part when you get to see the first of the, the monster transformations before the guy. It's either right before or right after you meet Kim. But <laughs> these guys go. So it's somehow immediately nighttime. Cause so it makes no sense to me. Like it's daytime. It's nighttime. It's, you know how in last slumber party, when it, there's no real concept of light, light and dark and daytime and nighttime. It's like yeah. that. in this. But town. at least that's all a dream. So that I can like, yeah, no, this is all real. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, it, this, if you're going to argue that this didn't this really is actually happen a documentary. You, like, yes. Like <laughs> it, I will fight you. I will punch you. Like this is made by Christian love. ministries international. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it it turned me into a believer. So we we have the guy, th- these two guys, like walk up to this crazy tree in the middle of a clearing in the orchard, and it has these gross head size uh, flowers on it. And so the one guy decides to poke it with a stick because that's what you do, right? Uh, is this? Hey, let me check out this dead body. Poke, poke, poke. Uh, and then it just all over him he's like let me touch this pulsating flower pot," and it just is like oh you shocked me and it comes all over him and it just keeps going and it's incredibly sexual and then after the flower is spent it like looks the guy over it apologizes and is like you don't have to swallow that (laughs) and it turns him into a pod person (laughs) and then um, it's such a cruel world that this guy like gets turned into a pod person but doesn't get to have any legs and has to walk around on his arms And then there's a flying pod person, and then there's a uh, and a vegetable
0: gremlin and a spider
3: gremlin. Can you imagine how much better this movie would be if there was a vegetable seed person in this instead of just (laughs) like they look like okay, so they're essentially they've born out of avocados. So I mean, there's kind of already. Well, I I think that they're giant peach pits. Well, the seeds are kind of like when you see the yeah the seeds yeah yeah, they look the. So the one seed person monster that has no legs, it rolls around like a crite ball. (laughs) Yeah, it does. If we're talking about movies that rip off, off, off other movies a second week in a row, this movie rips off that. And the flying one is kind of like a... You, well, 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 I don't well, want to. I don't want to spoil.
0: I don't want to spoil uh, some movie magic for you. But that Video Zone thing showed you how they made the one C person roll and the other one fly, and uh, it involved rolling <laughs> it
3: and throwing. It. And so, <laughs> like... Where's my Wow React wow. motorcycle? Wow! Yeah, Owen Wilson, get up in here, man. Um, so then we have so some. Um, I can't remember exactly what happens next, but then we have uh, some more people go out and uh, go over to the 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 tree, and they're like, the this this flower is spent, and the other guy's like, let me see if I can get this right. <clears throat> what in the ding dong heck oh, a doodle hell is that? that's exactly how farmers talk i grew up in rural ohio that's exactly how we all talk (laughs) oh man so then the other guy gets like sneezed on because there's the other flower is like oh this one's been pollinated and then it just shoots like corn balls on this guy covers when he's covered in cheetos or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah or or like rabbit turds yeah it's like really big rabbit turds it's bad yeah, I don't know why. Why would I understand that they probably were like, "Let's spice it up." We just had one guy getting like ejaculated all over. What can we do this other guy that we could make it more enticing to watch the rest of this film that has very terrible pacing? But that guy gets turned into which one does he get turned into? Does he get turned into the flying one, or is he the?
0: I I mean they all run together for me. There's no yeah. I, what I, the, the only character name I know is Doc. Oh boy. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh, the guy who is trying super hard to do his best Christopher Lloyd impression.
0: Yeah, he's dressed like he came out of the Tron machines for a decent chunk of yeah. this movie.
3: Um, you can't hurt me. I'm bulletproof. No, dude, I'm gonna shoot you with a fucking gun and see how bulletproof you are. Um, well, the scene, but people are like
0: as animated as the elf and elves. Like it's very yeah. much just like
3: just stands there and stares. The best part about this, though, is that they have moving mandibles, and so it'll be a super close up because this movie doesn't have a widescreen version that I know of. It just has a fucking letterbox version, and it, it'll be close ups with like animal, uh, uh, like uh, bug clicking sounds, and their mandibles are just like like that. move real, real short, quick movements, and that's like, oh no, they're gonna get killed. No, they're not getting killed. There's no internal logic on what creatures get. Turned or what? People get turned into different uh, seed people that can transform between people and monster. What ones are now just kind of like, you know, an invasion of the body snatchers when people are are like sleeper agents where they don't know or they or you don't know that they're actually seed people. It's like that, and then there are other people that get murdered. Well, like, so
0: maybe I missed this. There's there's a possibility I looked away and missed this. But, like, the seed person attacks the one cop, and then they say that it was a very clear <laughs> hit and run?
3: It's not a cop. No, no, no. It's That's the guy in the shitty faux leather jacket. He gets run down by Doc, right? Oh, that's right. Okay, that's what happened then. Because then the deputy sheriff is like, there's only one person <laughs> in this town with these <laughs> hubcaps.
4: <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs>
3: like, this town can't have that many people. They know who the town drunk is. They know his car. He's got a car that's as old as he is. Oh man! Oh, oh, but in any case, I guess that we're now at the part where they go to the Fireball Club for the uh, for Tom's meteorological presentation discussion. Uh, that 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 is presentation. Like, why are there any? Why is, this town is a population of like two hundred people? Why are there ten people there? Like, there should be no one there that gives a flying fuck about meteorites. Oh, man. But the, so then that's at the end of that, I think, is or during that scene is when that one guy gets. It's where Doc is getting followed by a seed person who I believe is the one who got jizzed all over yeah. and is actually Kim's dad or stepdad or something like that. I can't quite remember what the familial thing is but seed people have some serious road rage issues just if you are in front of one just let them pass you because they will try and make you run over somebody that has seen what they can do so doc runs that guy down and then bert mosley is the name of the guy who opens up the back of his trunk and is like hey check out my gigantic peach pit and then they throw around all those science yeah. words and the guy that play that guy actually is in Fast Times Richmond High. You know when Judge Reinhold is working at that breakfast place and he gets he's like, "If you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your huh. ass." That's that guy. Oh Jesus. That is such a a cuz I looked at him and I'm like, that guy looks so familiar, but I didn't have the energy last night while I'm watching this to go onto my IMDb app and like comb through seed people to see who burt mosley was played by and then i'm like okay let me just listen to him talk some more because that is so familiar and it came to me he's like i want it says there's 100 percent guarantee or 100 percent money back guarantee and it just it clicked in my mind and i'm like man that is one of the most obscure character references that i think that i've come up with on this show and we've been doing the show for quite a couple of years by now so anyway that's that some other shit happens where um Kim gets attacked by Mrs Santiago who's I believe the the seed person that um has like a weird proboscis tongue thing that she chokes people with and then Tom sees her in the room which is one of the best uh I don't remember what photo I used what, what the photo fo- cuz I I anybody listening I I find the photos for all of our social media when we post episodes and I'll do them months in advance when we have our, Matt will send me like a three month list of everything we're going to do. I'm like, okay, I need to get photos for everything and get them resized for all of our social. And I found a screenshot and I don't know if Matt used it or not. I don't even know if I actually (laughs) sent it because it might've been too low of resolution, but there's a screenshot of Tom opening the door and that seed person. And it's like, it looks like the seed person is like, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ? (laughs) It's a great screenshot. But then he's like, I, I don't know what I actually just saw there. It's so confusing. I don't know why he wouldn't be like, let's get the fuck out of this town. Let's walk if we need to. And then they – so he, like, leaves everybody at the house and goes up to Burt Mosley's uh, greenhouse. And he's like, tell me about this avocado seed or whatever, this peach pit that you got. And he's like, wait a second. I got to work – I got to I gotta spray with my herbicide. Be careful. That's strong – that stuff's stronger than, it's 10 times stronger than cat piss or something like that. I don't know. It's stupid. But the he's like, I got to spray this herbicide. And then he sprays it on plants. Herbicide kills plants. It's literally what it's called. Herbicide. And so he sprays it on his plants and it doesn't kill them. It's like, oh, so stupid. But then he goes, so Tom then goes to Doc's lab and finds another peach pit in, uh, in a vat, which he finds out later is, is herbicide. Cause it's, it looks like like uh, um, windshield wiper fluid, but then like there's a, a, a peach pit that's open and he like looks at it and it opens up and it's, he's like, he just looks at the seed pod. It starts moving. He grimaces. And then he takes the, he takes the, like the, the, the journal and runs back home to Heidi and tries to explain it to her. And then, Kim like is out in the middle of the night it's again, there's no concept logic of what's night and what's day. Um, they argue a little bit and then they Kim like comes home and or sh- she's she's out and they, have to go find her and they save her from the pod people. And then she's got videotape of the flying one and the one without legs and the videotape gets smashed. But then somehow Tom who is a meteorologist and therefore is also great with electrical stuff, figures out a way to get that back onto a working VHS tape. And so they watch it and they see the pod people and then they all agree, Oh my God, there are pod people. And so they're trying to like get out of town. And then he's like, we're locked in here with them. We don't know who's who. Um, we have to go and find the herbicide, whatever. And so they they go around town. Um, Heidi and Kim get transformed or something while Tom watches because he's a pussy and doesn't stop the pod people. And then he somehow saves them by putting them under UV light. And then they have this great big final battle where some people blow up and like the truck blows up and then they they get out of town, but he thinks they get out of town and then he's like, and that's the end of my story. Where's Heidi? Can I see her? And the FBI agent is like, she's in the next room. He's like, let me see her. And you're like, oh shit, maybe that FBI guy is not really an FBI guy. And then it turns <laughs> out that everybody's a pod person except for Tom. Dun, dun, dun.
0: So the only thing that I have left that I want to throw out there with this movie is the fact that it's two things it's a line of dialogue that i wanted to write down and it's the fact that most of the transformations from person to seed to people looks like it's straight out of animorphs
3: like is yes the one where it's on the actual yeah the black tape? and white footage oh, oh wow.
0: it is bad <laughs> but it's it's the guy who originally had the meteor in his trunk and they're trying to explain to him like no it's not really a meteor it's a seed and he just goes
3: my meteors and he's like <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, another great line that we're forgetting is when Doc <laughs> ha, um, has like uh, a gun to Tom or something like that. And he's like, let's see if you bleed chlorophyll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just, he, like his line could have been fine with like tarnation after
3: it. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what in the heck, God, Don Doodle Dandy.
0: But yeah, I really have very few notes for seeing people, I'll be honest. I'm not sure about... Uh, I, I mean, you just crushed a burger. Do you, is there anything you feel like we should cover, or we got this handled?
4: Yeah, I I mean, these, these things are plan-based, but they are primarily active at night, which seems contradicting. <laughs> yeah. And the way you kill them is with UV radiation, which... Yeah, which plants love? They love the sunlight. It doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah, like um, I, I don't. I've never grown any marijuana plants, but I'm pretty sure that when you find a grow house, it's because all the UV lights give off way more heat. So I don't. I, I feel like the internal logic of this movie is almost as stupid as Carnosaur Two. Hey.
0: Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books
2: hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey guys,
0: we just want to take a quick break in the middle of the episode to remind you that Scott and I... Yeah, I'm here. ...are going to be at Monster Mania this year. Uh, once again, it's going to be on March 9th through the 11th. If you're in the area, please come by, swing by, say hi. We're going to be having some pizza party with anybody who listens to the show on Friday night. It should be fun. And then Saturday, it's the big moment. It's the big event, perhaps. Uh, We'll be doing two live episodes. Scott, what movies are we going to be talking about?
3: Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream
0: Warriors. Oh, man, it's going to be a three evening with horror movie night. And we're going to be having it at a place called The Big Event. There's bowling, there's video games, there's pool. I think I heard that there's laser tag, but when I did the tour, I didn't see it. So I don't know. The website might be (laughs) lying. Regardless, come check it out. It's going to be a free event. Get drunk. Get bowling. Watch us do our live show. There'll be some guest appearances from some fan favorites. Now back to the episode.
3: All right. Well, what did you guys watch this week? Uh, I, I'll start off since I, like, I apparently am a glutton for punishment. I watched a movie on, I, I fast forwarded through a movie on Netflix recently called Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that it was going to be like Norai the Curse. God, that movie is so much better than it has any right to be. I know, it's so good. I don't really think that we could ever talk about it no, on a horror it's, movie it's night. We talked a, about it on uh, Red Horror yeah, Club, it's right? It's
0: genuinely good found footage movie that has nothing that we can yeah and i don't of.
3: even like found footage. Yeah,
0: there's nothing that we can make fun of go see norai the the curse it's on youtube yeah, that's how it, i watched
3: I, it. it it used to be i don't know it still is but it's such a such a great movie but i was i had this feeling like maybe it'll be like that it's not anything like that it's half in japanese and then half in english but it's an english movie like it's an american made movie so uh, that doesn't bother me it's just confusing as to why it was made in such a way but then the whole the whole story is that like these idiots are trying to make a documentary about these shrines in rural japan and so they go to one that they they hear about people cutting their own eyes out after they go to it and stupid shit happens and there's like a ghost child and then it's like a kitsune um you know like a fox transforming fox succubus monster kind of thing mm-hmm. that's and the man the special effects are garbage and it's supposed to be like tense but it's not it's just slow and boring and everybody sucks you know how all these low budget movies that are being made in the last like decade if they're not a found footage movie I mean, yeah, all found footage movies. Everybody is like so insufferably annoying and there's no redeeming qualities to the characters. So you're like, just fucking die already. It was like that, except it wasn't a found footage. Everybody sucked. Everybody made the wrong decisions. Everybody was like kind of shitty people, you know? And I could not wait for the movie to be over. I fast forwarded through so much of that film. I would highly recommend people give it a thumbs down, move on, and do not watch on Netflix. Since you can't give things star ratings anymore on Netflix, That's you so only dumb. give up and down. Yeah, That's the so algorithm dumb. for Netflix is just stupid. I don't even actually browse Netflix anymore. I go to Netflix for shows that I know are there. Or if somebody's like, oh, watch this thing, it's on Netflix. I'll watch movies on Hulu. I will search Hulu for movies because they're doing now what Netflix used to do because Netflix would buy – gigantic lots of movies. Um, And and there'd be like four or five gems that you would be like, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't even thought about this movie in a decade. And then there's a bunch of garbage. So you come through the garbage on Hulu now and you find some really great shit. Like I told Matt a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, I found arachnophobia on Hulu. Should I watch it and talk about it or should we talk about it? And he's like, yeah, just put it on your long list. So heads up, we'll probably Hmm. do that sometime before it's not on Hulu anymore because I think we could get a good episode out of it, but it's like that. Like there's just tons of really good stuff on Hulu now and Netflix just has absolute bullshit. (laughs) If it's not a TV show or a movie that they have um, paid for themselves. All
0: right. Uh, So I watched uh, one movie that I haven't seen in many, many years. Uh, As usual, I'll probably write a more uh, fleshed out review for the newsletter, for the people who subscribe to our Patreon account, but uh, I watched um, Female Trouble, uh, which is like probably one of the two John Waters movies I've seen the least, and uh, that movie still like it is it is the early John Waters, like it is pretty gross and and going out of its way to be offensive, but it's a fun movie. I, I forgot how much I laugh at that movie. That movie's got some really great like absurd lines like Divine screaming about not getting her cha-cha heels, or just her stage show that involves her just jumping awkwardly on a trampoline. (laughs) Um, 70s Waters is definitely a very very acquired taste, but I'm one of the people that enjoys it. Uh, The bigger thing that I want to shine a spotlight on is that I read a book that I really, really found myself enjoying, and I think you guys would like it too. Uh, It's called Less Than Hero by the writer sg brown and the concept of the book is that it follows a bunch of like human guinea pigs uh that do all different types of like drug testing trials and they've been doing it for years and basically one of the tests goes awry causing each one of them to develop superpowers um but their superpowers are based off of common uh, side effects from the drugs that <laughs> that they test. So, like, one guy can cause you to break out in hives, and another guy can yeah. cause you to hallucinate, and another guy can cause memory loss, and another guy can, like, cause n- nausea and vomiting. And uh, it basically is about these guys kind of, you know, all of a sudden there's also supervillains who happen to be in that drug trial that are, like... Causing craziness in the streets of whatever city they've made up, and they have to like step up and become these like very mystery men style superheroes that have like, I mean they're all right. <laughs> like the one guy's like superpowers he can give you, <laughs> a, he can give you a really long erection. <laughs> like it's like, like, it's just like it's, power. Yeah, it's just such a, it's such a bizarre book. But I I like cruise through that thing in a in a weekend that sounds
3: fantastic
0: yeah it was i've met the uh, what's the name of that again uh, less than hero um
4: okay
0: the author is this guy sg brown he signs at the Geekscape booth every year and i never all the years that i've worked at the Geekscape booth at san diego i never bought a book from him until this past year and i finally got around to reading it and i'm pretty sure if he's there next year
3: i'm going to buy like two or three more of his books because i had a lot of fun with this one that's awesome hey i wanted to mention something um I just realized I, I read Annihilation uh a couple months back oh, that's that when movie the that, trailer Yeah, how was it? It should be coming out right around when this drops, I believe. Uh and I've been putting off talking about it on our podcast because we don't really talk about books as I never I never talk about books that I've read on here, but since it was tying into a movie that was coming out, I was like, "Oh, I should probably mention it." Um the book is pretty good i've read it so it's part of a trilogy the southern reach trilogy Uh, i liked annihilation and then i read the second one which is called authority and i did not like authority it was pretty dry and i did not like where they went with the where the writer went with the story in general um and i have not gotten to the third one which is called acceptance i think and i'll get to it eventually. I'd like to finish the trilogy there. I think that he wrote the one big book or he wrote like one, uh, he wrote Annihilation and then expanded it into two more books at the same time. And they all came out within like a nine month period. I think it was like every three months a book came out or something like that. But um, Annihilation was pretty good. Um, I have some serious issues with some of the verbosity of it. Um, it just seemed a little bit too navel gazy at times, but I really like the concept. And I think that it maybe would have worked best if it had left all the mystery in the first book and not tried to explain it, hand wave it away in the second. So um I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the movie because I know that the movie is going to be a significant departure from the book. That's kind of what the production company said was like. The book was great, but it's a stepping off point. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And I really want to see how they visually, um, how they bring the visuals to life because the book is pretty psychedelic. And it's a really quick read. I think I read it in three days. And I was reading it like, slowly you know you could probably read it in a, a snowy afternoon if you wanted to all right it's only 150 pages
0: all right and uh and burger sign us out what, what what uh what have you got
3: okay
4: got a couple things um have you guys ever heard of or seen a movie called mystery team
0: uh yes i love <laughs> no. mystery team
4: it's a really great film uh it's yeah, donald glover right that's right right um it was an internet oh, comedy group so called Derek comedy it was their first feature film. Donald Glover was probably the most famous person to come out of that. Um, a brief synopsis is basically if the Hardy Boys found themselves in like an R-rated movie. But they're still their happy-go-lucky kind of like, gee whiz, like we got to solve the mystery. But they're dealing with like drug dealers and strip clubs and like all this stuff. Um,
0: the, the best line in that movie Is when they get there's a point where the mystery team starts arguing with each other and they get into a fist fight and they all are standing up after the fight and the one guy goes, "Oh, gee, Willikers," and the other guy goes, "Oh, fiddlesticks," and the third one goes, "Fuck!" and like they and they look at him. He goes, "That's right. I've been saying fuck. I've been going out and trying it out, and it feels pretty good. Like it's like it's so good. It's such a dark." Dark comedy. I love that movie. Yeah, because it's literally just if a bunch of like teen, like little like eighth grade, eight year old sleuths never grew up when they're seniors in high school and have to solve like an actual case. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, have you heard of The Scott? or?
3: No, I've never yeah, heard it's... of it before. I mean, I know, I know uh, what yeah, dark comedy yeah. is. So if Can you want to. Smith's in
0: there for a couple of scenes
3: too.
4: Oh, yes. Yeah, so Audrey Plaza's in there too, oh, right? Thanks. Nice.
0: Yeah, Audrey Plaza yeah. is
4: one of the main Ooh. characters. Yeah, so um, yeah, I recommend it. It's a kind of a lesser-known comedy gem. Should definitely check that out. Um, second movie I want to talk about. I think I've, maybe I've mentioned it before. Um, it's a movie called Blood. All right, it's a okay. uh, film by uh, a guy named Alex Orr, and it's just one of those lesser-known comedy horrors that has fallen through the cracks over the years, and. Um, Long story short, it's essentially the future gas prices. And it says this is the future three weeks from now. Uh, Gas prices have gotten so high that no one drives (laughs) anymore. Like driving is considered a luxury. So a guy is trying to invent a car that would run on something else. What he's trying to invent is a car that runs on wheatgrass but he accidentally...
3: Oh! Oh, dude, dude, dude! I did watch some of this movie. I never finished
4: it. <laughs> yeah, and he basically invents didn't a car. I think it was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's odd. It's just bizarre. I think it's fun. It, I think it's kind of a lesser-known gem. Um, and he basically invents a car that runs on blood instead. So, um, there's yeah. some sci-fi show recently that kind of deals with a similar premise. I think it's called, like, Blood Drive or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little shady. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know how much of a ripoff it actually is. But uh, yeah, so uh, Blood Car and Mystery Team, seek them out.
0: All right. Well, that was Seed People from 1992 as picked by Scott. Don't forget that you can always tell us movies that you'd like us to watch at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You can also donate to our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash hmnpodcast. And you can check out all of our episodes at hmnpodcast.com. Be sure to swing by our Facebook page, hit us up on Twitter. We're pretty good at both of those social media things. Uh, I don't think we do any of the other ones, though. So thank you for listening. We will be back next week with a uh well i'll just straight up say we're watching a werewolf movie so try to figure out what other one we have to suffer through because we certainly have been going from a podcast that loves werewolves but never talks about them to a podcast that watches a (laughs) lot of shitty werewolf movies tune in next week Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes in comic books,
2: From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.